Hey, welcome to the Jerry Gherkin Show, where we get our kicks out of watching people succeed. I'm your host, Jerry Gherkin, and that time is now. A little fun fact about me, when I was 17 years old, I made a USA wrestling team, and we traveled for 46 days to Central America. And one of the countries we visited was Guatemala. And my guest today, Pedro, pronounce your last name for me. Meneses. Meneses. Okay. Pedro yeah. Meneses is my guest today. And Pedro, you're from Guatemala, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. I was born and raised in Guatemala, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. I, I was searching. I was talking uh, to the producer about, I tried to find these fun facts about me. And after you do so many episodes, it's hard to find something. But then when I was reading some of your bio, I'm like, holy smokes, this guy. Dude, when I was in Guatemala, though, I don't know for the listeners, if you've ever visited Guatemala, you know, I'm almost six foot four. I felt like I was the tallest guy in the country. <laughs> yeah. Where, 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 what part of Guatemala did you visit when you were Guatemala there? City? Oh, OK, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Went to a movie theater there. I, we, we did like uh, five or six days in each country. We were in Guatemala, Dominican Republic, Panama and uh, Puerto Rico. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you yeah. know, in Guatemala, I mean, especially with the natives, you know, they're like very short people. Yeah. Um, I'm al- I'm almost six foot, so I'm not that. Yeah, you're you're not short. the normal Guatemalan. Somebody <laughs> 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 was the cows must have been having some steroids that you were drinking there. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's mostly the native, like Indonesian people that are, like really short, but we're hardworking people, man. Oh yeah, for of, sure. Yeah, yeah, regardless yeah. of your ethnicity, we're, we, we work hard. We love that shit. <laughs> Funny story too. When we were in uh, Puerto Rico and getting ready to go to Guatemala, no, we went to Dominican Republic, but when we were in Puerto Rico, we were staying at a fire station um, and they, they housed us. And, and some of the guys um, I'm, I'm naturally a blonde and you don't see too many blonde haired yeah. people in Guatemala. And uh, so these guys were dyeing their hair blonde so they could, get with the chicks <laughs> they had like this one guy had really dark hair and he messed it up and his hair turned orange so he was that's funny man <laughs> yeah. yeah that's so funny <laughs> but yeah good stuff but dude you got so many things going on um you know a founder and ceo of the way of the modern beast i mean that's that's huge you got that in the background there one of your logos and um you know you you got your own you and your wife kayla have a realty company and then i didn't know about this you you have a, a brewing marketing brewing well, I used to do marketing for breweries. Uh, okay, that, right. I started that in 2019, uh, but uh, you know, COVID, COVID happened last year, and the craft beer industry—they um, almost got wiped out of the face of the earth, man. You know, because they were not allowed to do; uh, they didn't have the same um, opportunity as restaurants. You know, when it came to like being open and all that stuff. So I still have that. I still do some marketing for breweries. I'm not doing much of that right now because. I'm just trying to reinvent the whole thing for them and uh, just focusing more on the way of the modern business right now in our real estate business, you know, growing those two, two things right now because this is the, our main geeks right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, we still have that stuff going on and, and eventually you're going to relaunch it and start uh, going back to doing all the marketing for breweries because as you probably have seen already in Apex, I, everybody knows me either, either because I love beer, you know, or because of my beer. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure thing. You know? So tell the listeners, man, you've only been in the country, what, eight years? Yeah, I've been only eight years here in the country. Eight man. years in the country. And, and, you know, so you talk about FYE, you know, you got a lot of people that are born and raised in the United States and then they're, they're whining because they can't produce a revenue or they can't run their own business. And here you are. You dropped yeah. in here eight years ago and you got multiple businesses and wildly successful. So um, excuses are like noses. Everybody has one and they all blow and you know that 
they're they're just uh man you just are such an inspiration and i want people to know uh, how you started this thing i mean the, where did you come up with the way of the modern beast oh man that's uh that's a really long story but i'm trying to make it short but you know yeah you're, you're right uh fye man you know like I, I call it bs every time i hear people saying excuses and not, not all the time i was a type of person that uh, I was like, let's go all in and let's do this. Let's do that. I was full of shit at some point in my life too, you know? Yeah. But man, the way of the modern beast, uh, and I was talking about this in another podcast that I was being interviewed like, actually yesterday, you know? I think everything goes back into when I was 23 years old. Um, it's interesting how uh, different seasons in your life serve you in your future, you know? Because 100%. Uh, when, when I started the way of the modern beast at uh, the beginning of this year, man, uh, it just happened having a conversation with someone in Apex. We were looking for some rental properties here in the DFW and uh, we were having lunch and, and he was talking to me a little bit about uh, a drop shipping uh, company that he had or like a, a Shopify store, sorry. And we were talking about drop shipping and all that stuff. And I, at that point, I was already thinking, I was actually joking with my wife, you know, it would be cool to have my own beer care line, you know, like everybody jokes around about my beer and like, I'm probably going to live the bearded life for the rest of my life. That probably should be fun to do, you know, but I was just a joke, you know, and talking mm -hmm. with this guy about uh, e-commerce and all that stuff. He kind of like gave me the idea of like, wow, I can actually start doing this, you know. So, man, that same day I came back home, sat in my office, start writing some ideas and stuff. And like the same day I pulled the whole, uh, the put, I put the whole concept together. And uh, when I had it on my, in front of me, man, I had the paper and everything that I wrote down. I was like, holy cow, man, this is this is not going to be just beer products, you know? This is not going to be just a skincare line for men that are eventually going to introduce in the future and shaving stuff and all that kind of stuff. I was like, this is going to be something. It's just that moment we have that conviction in you that you know that this is something that is perfectly aligned with your purpose. And immediately, man, I started just remembering back in 20, uh, when I was 23 years old. I'm 33 now, so it was 10 years ago when I first read this book called uh, Wild at Heart by John, El uh, John Elrich. It's a book about masculinity, you know, and that book really changed my life. And, uh, and at that point, man, when I read that book year, two years later, I stepped into a really dark season in my life. That's when I finally decided to move to the U.S., you know. So when I read that book, man, that really uh, started something in me to really start rediscovering like, OK, what is what it means to for me to be a man, but not only to be a man, you know, I was actually looking into answers for myself. Like, why, what am I here? You know? Mm -hmm. And I started that process after I read that book, obviously throughout the years, I forgot all about it, you know, like uh, what was going on during that time. So this year, man, when I was putting all this stuff together about uh, the way of the modern beast, just everything just came back to me, you know? And it was like, holy cow. It's like, like it is, full circle now, you know, like everything is falling into place. And, and then I'm seeing this is okay. This is not going to be just beer care products. You know, it's not going to be skincare lines. This is going to be a movement for men because I think we actually need men back in our world, you know, yeah, like right. we're not being, we're not being taken care of our, of our role as men, you know, and that includes me. And I believe includes all of us, you know, because we haven't forgot uh, who we were, we're created to be, you know? So that's how everything started, man. And now, here I am, man. Uh, we're building this brand, and uh, people is loving the product so far. So where do you, how do you, where do you produce the product then? Did you what? hook up with somebody that that makes the stuff? Because you guys don't have time to do that. So how do you? Yeah, so I I started doing a lot of research. First, I started doing drop, some drop shipping. I didn't like like the quality, 
And then, man, like just searching online, I found this this company up north in 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 uh in New York, and they actually produce uh, beer products, and uh, they supply for like different vendors and all that stuff. So uh, I connected with them, and and man, the quality is just like one of the best qualities I ever tried in my life. And I'm not saying that is because of my brand. You no, know? I get it. I yeah. I, yeah. I try it, man. I mean, I I grow I start growing a beer maybe five years ago, and I have tried different brands. And uh, when I got the samples, man, I was like, this is it, you know, this is it. And even the names of the products online, because like, like one of my sense is King and Lucky and Wealth and uh, Casino and they have all these these different names that are attractive to men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's how we started. And now we so they have some drop shipping uh, service that I started with, you know, just to like test the waters and, and see how how the product was selling and and um how the people were reacting to the quality of the product. And then recently, man, just made some changes. I finally uh, get a hold of some inventory. So now I have my own inventory and all that stuff. And, and now uh, we are handling everything on our own. So it's it's crazy, man. And all this just happened in the past three or four months. That's awesome. That's super <laughs> yeah. cool. Hey, um, there's a lot of people that just listen and then, but they, there's also video. So can you, I see some of that stuff behind you. Can you maybe grab it? Yeah, of course. Oh, man. So you can put it up. Yeah, so people can see it. So this is uh, some of the beer oils. This is the casino one. This is my favorite one, you know, because this one has some like tobacco spices and stuff. So for, for if you like like cigars, this is this is the one. And uh, <laughs> we have like the beer bottles and beer bombs and all that stuff. So this like the, these are actually the new labels, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I want to have some heavy show that off some soaps here too like this all oh, this is it, it is organic it is 100 percent natural you know and nice. i have other stuff i don't have it here i have like uh stainless steel combs it's funny because i, I was telling my wife because it's stainless, it's stainless steel you know i was the other day i was like combing my my beer and it really sounds like you sharp you're sharpening a freaking sword <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so, yeah it's funny man i don't know how they, they're handmade you know so yeah uh, is really high in quality, so I'm excited, man. I'm really excited, dude. I'm I feel the excitement. I'm excited for you. That's that's really that's badass. That is so super cool. So how's the how's the reality stuff going for you guys? It's going pretty well too, man. You know, um, that was just one of the things that I um, in 2020. That's how I pivot when I was doing all the marketing stuff because my goal was to get my license this year so I could join my wife, start building a real estate business. We, we work with EX, we are with EXP, so we have the opportunity to actually build a team, have a, we have revenue share and all that stuff with the company. So we have the opportunity to build a team and, and, and start passing to others everything that we have learned. So man, 2020 had the, all the time in the world. So it's like, I need to get this license you know, right away. So it took me two months to get my license. We started working with my wife right, right after I got my license. and. And it's been going great, man. You know, like it, it is incredible what happens when you just start doing the work and you just focus, you know, like it's true. Three, I would say three or six months, you do the work and every single day you're consistent, you show up, man, and everything just start happening for you, you know, like. Yeah, that's right. a reoccurring theme is just do the work because most people are lazy. And you know what's the funny thing, man, that right now we starting like, it's been like two or three months that, uh, I don't even have to go out there and hustle for leads. You know, they come to us like literally every single deal that we've been closing for the past two or three months 
is being referrals, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure you have seen that. Like mm -hmm. in our groups in Apex, for example, or in the sales start with sales pros group, like somebody asked for a uh, realtor in a DFW, we have like 30 people tagging us, you know, yeah. and that's how we've been getting business. So uh, we've just been sitting down here working on our business. We've been working right now. We, we have a new partner where uh, he's a uh, he's a lender and a realtor. So we're going to start working and building our team, you know, so we can start recruiting agents under us and really start building, but not only recruiting them and like, oh yeah, you come under us and we help you a little bit. No, we actually building everything, you know, like pretty much all the blueprint of everything that we have done, how we started, how we generated those leads, uh, how we follow up, like everything they need to build their social media presence too, you know, like how to use memes, how to use all that stuff that the things that we've been using to generate business, you know? So, uh, Actually, that's what we're working on right now. We already have agents coming under us, and and uh, we're focusing right now on building the, the entire, pretty much our own courses, you know, for real estate and our YouTube channel, so we can start generating and recruiting more agents. So, but we're gonna do it like in a very exclusive way, you know, because unfortunately in this industry, man, there's a lot of lazy people, and that's a reality, you know. Like, don't no, no, not many people like to work. So, you know, it's been a blessing that we have we're part of groups like Apex because. Uh, we actually put in SOPs and, and different things to help us qualify the the the, um, the agents that we want to bring under us. Yeah, they don't gonna pay us anything. You know, they can go to other team, but not the other. The, the whole idea is that uh, we gonna offer something that not our other teams are offering. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, when I do my sales training, I talk about um, the player profile that I think uh, a lot of employees. Uh, don't feel like their uh, employer cares about what they really want. Because some people are motivated by money. Some people are motivated by time off. Some people are motivated by um, words of affirmation. You know, it's different things that people are motivated by. But unless you take the time and actually spend time with this employee, uh, you, you're not going to know. You know, when I was talking to yeah. somebody yesterday, just a simple example. So you got a rep that comes in and the advertising rep and they they got some Cleveland Browns tickets and you know that one of your employees, because you've spent the time with them and you've kind of interviewed and asked them some things that they like and they, their favorite vacation place, or if they could dream a dream that could not fail, what would that be? You know, and you find out that this person's a Cleveland Browns fan. So then, Hey, the, this rep's giving you these tickets and they're like, okay, here you go. I'll give them to this person because I know that they would appreciate that. You right. know, what kind of how that would make that employee feel because you know, and you want to see them succeed. You know, if you, help them succeed. That's what we do. You know, that's what we do in Apex. We, we want to yeah. see everybody else succeed because Stuman talked about it one time and I think it was on, uh, is it MDM? He was talking about it's lonely, you know, it's lonely up here because there's not a lot of people that do what I do. So he wants some more people that are like-minded to be, to hang out, you know? So yeah, but yeah, man. And you know, I feel that the more you grow, man, the, the, the when, you, when you start growing, you start feeling that's when you start feeling lonely too, because there's more people living your life, you know, because they're not on the same level that you are. And that's why it's good to be in groups like Apex, you know, like that's pretty much the only people that we have around in our lives with Kayla, you know, like, like we don't have friends outside of Apex and that's completely fine with us, you know, because when we try to make friends with other people, it's like, what kind of conversation we want to have we can have with these people when they have an average mentality you know they they're not looking into the future they're looking at what they can get the next vacation instead of where they where they can get the next opportunity to grow and make more money or help someone else you know what i yeah. mean yeah yep help help other people out you know that's that's the coolest thing about success in my Absolutely. opinion is when you get to that position where you can like uh there's a country western song out there uh shoot i can't remember his name he's married to faith hill what's the guy's name 
Oh, shoot. Anyway, he's, talked to him. <laughs> he's like, when you get where you're going, don't forget to turn back around and help the next person. You know, so Absolute, that that's yeah. that's a verse in that song. I always mess that up. I can never remember that one, but it comes <laughs> to my mind from time to time. OK, cool. but he's but he's true, man. He's so true. You know, we were talking about that with my wife the other day because is that it's, it's crazy how these people is. Like, oh, yeah. All these people making like people try to be play the victim, you know, instead of actually doing something positive. And I was telling you, you know what we're doing is great because. Yeah, we're here investing in this, for example, in the beer products. But for us buying products from this supplier, we're helping other people have food on their table too. Yeah. You know, and it's a ripple effect that that all the things that we're doing. There's a lot of people that is actually being affected by the work that we're putting in. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I and I want the listeners to understand something. This stuff isn't an overnight success. You know, this is years and years of hard work and showing up and being consistent, just like you were talking about, you know, it's overnight success. People see people as an overnight success, but they have no clue what, what happened leading up to that point. Just like you were talking about now it's now with this stuff is finally the machine is operating at a high level, but it's not because you just woke up one day and it's happening. It's because you are yeah. putting all these different things. When you're tallying off the YouTube, the, the memes and you know, the funnels and all that stuff, that's, that takes work and you got to do it and you got to be consistent with it. You know, I've got a little phrase that I say, it works so good, I quit doing it. You know, a lot of people find something and they, they it's working, but then they stop because they're lazy. Yeah. And then they're like, well, where, why, why aren't we getting the leads? Well, how did you generate the leads in the first place? Well, I was doing this. Are you still doing that? No. Yeah. So it works so good, you quit doing it? That doesn't make any sense, but it happens a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's completely right, man. You know, it's, it's and we're just barely starting, you know, and, and this is what, what you're seeing right now is is being the result of like a couple of years of doing the work, you know, like, yeah, and it's yeah just but we live in an instant, instant gratification society. So everybody has an entitlement and they think that man, just because I breathe and I walk up, right. I graduated from college or high school or whatever that I should make six figures. And that's not the case. Yeah. No. <laughs> and the sooner you figure, the sooner you figure that out, the, the better you're going to be in, in moving forward. And if you want to be successful, you know, I talk about the fleas in a jar a lot. Um, and people are conditioned to their environment. So a flea can yeah. jump three feet in the air and you, you put 20 fleas in a jar, put the lid on top, they'll jump and hit the top, jump, hit the top, jump, hit the top. And then eventually you can take the lid off and they won't jump out. They're still capable to jump three feet in the air, but they're conditioned because they've, they've hit that top too many times. And they're like, no, nah, I'm just going to hang out here. This is my lot in life, which is a lie, you know? Yeah. You, can do whatever you want, you know? And we, we, I think we gravitate to the level of our expectation. You know, we were talking, Stuman was talking about something about, you know, making um, seven figures. Yeah. You know, how, do, where do you get advice make, to make seven figures from people that are making seven figures? You can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't, if I'm not making seven figures, I'm not going to tell you how to make seven figures, you know? But then the mentality is, and, and whatever your goal is, it's too, it's too short. It's, it's too small, you know? Um, shoot for the moon and fall short. You might just be a star, but you know, just just the the difference in mentality alone from interacting with everybody in Apex is is just bananas to me. I mean, it's just it just yeah. opens your mind up to the possibilities of of so much greater than what you are in your current arena. Getting involved yeah. with these guys. No, you're right, man. But you know, I think the problem with many people is uh, I, I think the main problem is two things, man. First. Uh, I think most people, they know that they can do it. They just decide not to, you know, 
because I, I, I've been there, you know, like I don't have a story of like, oh yeah, this guy was like uh, in drugs or came from a poor background. That was not my case. It was completely opposite, you know? And, uh, but still I had to put myself in a position. I had to quit to everything I had in order for me to find myself and really start discovering my purpose, you know? But I had to go to that painful situation of like, okay, I need to change, you know? And change is not easy. It's never going to be easy. And then you have the, the other problem, I believe, is that people think that they get to a certain level and that's it. But there's, there's even Tim Grover says this, you know, it's like every, every, every finish line is a new, every finish line is a new starting line, you know? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love sure. it. Yeah. Yeah, if, if I, I was talking to some clients yesterday and I just told them, I, I said, they said, well, when are you going to retire? And I said, I'm not going to retire. I said, I, there's always some, there's always going to be something. I said, if I'm not dead, I'm not done. You know, and that's just my phrase. If I'm not dead. I'm not done. I'm just going to It's like the, like the path, you know, like you start as a salesperson that you, you, you become a CEO or what is no salesperson and CEO. Self-employed. Self-employed. Yeah. CEO employee, employee, self-employed business yeah. owner, CEO, and then investor. Yeah. yeah. Four quadrants. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't stop working either, man. I don't, I don't see myself ever stop working, but of course, once I get to the investor level, where I, I want to be working from the phone or like from my 90 foot yacht or some shit like that, you know, <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> right. somewhere in the middle of the Mediterranean ocean or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 A hundred percent. So um, what's uh, one of the biggest struggles you're currently facing right now? Um, it's hard to say, man, because <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know, maybe just, um, maybe, let me see, let me think. Because uh, the reason why it's hard for me to answer this is because I enjoy the struggles now, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I don't, yeah. I don't really see them as struggles anymore. You know, like I, I see them as challenges. So for me, it's like I'm facing this challenge right now. It's just, uh, I get excited about it, you know? So, but maybe just, I think right now it's just, just, delegating stuff you know like i think that's that we're in that moment with kayla we're like okay we're in this moment where we need to start delegating but we also need to start generating more so we can start delegating and start making more money and start focusing on those on on the ten thousand dollar task and not on the ten thousand dollar task you know yeah yeah so yeah. I, that's where we're struggling right now but i was talking that, to john degroff the other day about um delegation and you know i think a lot of times when when people build a business it's their baby you know, and they don't want to give up control, even though they know that we can be more productive. But that's where that comes in with the SOP and, and doing the proper interviewing and making sure that your, your employees align with your core values and they have the same uh, mission that you're after. And then that way, that gives you a little bit more peace of mind about giving up. I'm, I'm a huge delegator, man, probably to a fault sometimes. I had an assistant a uh, couple couple assistants ago that um, I, I gave way too much uh, credit and uh, delegated a lot of things. And then uh, my numbers started to fall off. And I was like, I don't understand. And my wife and I came in the office on a Sunday and uh, she was just cleaning up his desk and uh, found all this stuff that I thought he was doing just stuffed in a drawer. And that was my fault, not yeah. his. That was my fault because I, I just put that trust and delegated that and but he didn't have the same mindset. So that Monday I just told him it's time to part ways and move on. But, but yeah, then the numbers came back up, but now I'm very caught. That was a lot lesson that, you know, that was painful for me, but I had to learn that lesson that, you know, delegation is cool, but you still have to have accountability. They still have, yeah. to, you know, you still have to come behind them and check them out. 
Yeah, I think that's where we just want to make sure that like, we we moving the right, we're making the right moves too, you know. Um, because I already have more. Yeah, you said yeah, these are babies, you know, and and I feel sometimes I feel that way sometimes, but uh, we understand and we are very clear about how important is that delegation. We just like struggling trying to put all the like, especially the SOPs and all that stuff to make sure that once we hire somebody, not only for us, you know, but also for them, because right. I, I, I I and I learned this from my dad, man. Uh, I don't want to have people working for me and have employees that they're not going to be happy. You know, I want them to come happy every single time. Like, like I, I want them to be fulfilled with their job and, and, and really even at some point I'll grow and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm off to do my own shit. Like good for you, man. That's the whole yeah, goal. That right. means, that, that means yep. we're doing things right. You know, because I don't, I don't, I don't like people. I don't know, man, for me, I don't, for me, I don't, I don't, I would not like to have people that will stay in the same place on the same position for 20 years. You know, I want people to grow, you know, yep. because I think that's, like you said, that's, that's, that's our obligation as entrepreneurs also to like really pass all the information and the knowledge that we have to help someone else do their, uh, make their life better. You know? Yeah. That's one of my core values is personal growth and development. That's why I started this podcast is because it, it does help people when people listen to these podcasts, then they get hopefully they get a nugget out of it or two and then that can make a shift and help uh, grow their, their minds and grow their, their themselves as a human being and continue Absolutely. to grow, you know? So, so who, who was the, uh, what person would you say was, had the greatest influence in your life? Oh, um, that's not a good question, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just don't really think much about these things, but uh, man, to be honest with you, man, I think one of the most influential people in my life at this point might be Andrew Frisella, you know, yeah. because uh, it's just I, I just identify so much with him, you know, when it comes to like the the the, the grid and and doing the work and and like being so uh, obsessed with the details, you know, like I aspire to be at that level, man. And then probably I will say Pastor Keith, you know, Keith yeah. Craft. I probably the two people that if you ask me like. Uh, who you would like to be, you know, I would probably like to be a combination between Pastor Keith Craft and Andrew Priscilla, you know, yeah. like having, because Pastor Keith is someone that is always happy, man. You know, like he's always happy and he's always passionate about everything and the way he talks and the way he treats his family and those around him and his wife and all that stuff. I would like to be that way, you know, like in the side of like being a, like a, a, a great man. And then when it comes to Andy, he's just, I just love his work ethic, you know? So I think those two are the people who influence me the more right now. That's cool. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 So outside of work, what do you like to do? Drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there For you real, go. Man. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah you, you know, man, there's something that I, that I really love and I haven't done in a very, very long time. And it's uh, fishing, you know? Yeah. I grew up fishing my entire childhood when I was a teenager, man, like at least twice a month. We were all out there in the ocean with my dad fishing uh, mahi-mahi and uh, swordfish, like these big ass fishes, man. Like, yeah. I really miss that. I haven't done it in a very long time. And then uh, the other thing that I like is to get my ass kicked too, man. So that's why I started doing Krav Maga. So I've been doing Krav Maga for almost almost a year at this point, you know, uh, and it's been fun. And I've been getting, I've been getting very... I'm becoming a dangerous man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning how to kill. <laughs> yeah. 
but that's that comes, a powerful that, thing you know that comes with responsibility too though exactly yeah and that's <laughs> but that's a powerful thing you know i think that's yeah. one of the most powerful things you can give somebody to know that you can be a dangerous person but you know that you don't use that and actually you use that strength and your that knowledge to actually help and, and protect others you know what i mean 100 mm -hmm. i do i do i get it yeah that's the cool. kind of things i like to do so i like i like to i love to fish too and i i grew up fishing i i jump on my bicycle i go out in the backyard and it's funny you know we have you know robins that'll go in the backyard and they'll pluck up worms and i would stand around in the backyard and wait for a robin to almost have it all the way out and then i'd scare the robin away and then i pick up the worm and to take that fish and that's probably pretty cruel but that's what i used to do as a kid and then i jump on my bike and i'd ride about three miles to this creek uh down the street from my house and i just catch like little bluegill i didn't live by an ocean i lived in the midwest so um and then then uh I quick story when i was uh i probably was 10 or 11 years old and i rode my bike down there and we have the, these carp you know these big carp and they're just mud fish you know most people don't eat carp <clears throat> the, the the creek that i would fish at was the water was a little bit low and i went under this bridge which i normally would fish under and there was dude 50 60 carp just wow. struggling to get through I jumped in, I threw my pole down, I jumped in, I thought they were bass. I didn't know. <laughs> so I jumped in there and I was throw chucking all these these carp up on the shore and I packed sand around them so they couldn't flip flop back in the water and I got on my bike and I rode my bike all the way back home and I told my dad, dad, I, bought, I caught all these monster bass and we got to go get them and you know, and he's like, they're carp. And I'm like, no, they're bass, they're bass. And I was I'm adamant about it. They were bass. So he grabs the shovel out of the garage, puts it in the trunk of his car, and we drive back down there. And he said, these are carp. And so then we just buried them because they were dead anyway. But right. we buried them. <laughs> and then the next day I went back down there and raccoon tracks everywhere and a bunch of them were dug right. up and the raccoons took them. But yeah, that was funny. Funny story about that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I love fishing, man. I really love that stuff. And I'm not a. I mean, I, I never uh, had the opportunity to go fishing here in the U.S. Uh, like in the big rivers and stuff like that. I want to do it, you know, because I, I never had that experience. Like my whole life has always been in the ocean. So, uh, I'm I'm about big fishes, you know. Like I like yeah. that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, I've never I've never fished in the ocean, but I've done a lot of like lake fishing. We have the Great Lakes up here in Ohio. Yeah, Lake Erie. Do bass fishing, do walleye fishing, stuff like that. But uh, uh, bass should, sounds like a like a nice experience because oh, they're, they're, those are big. They're and they're fun. To, they're they're fun to they they fight really well. Not oh, not yeah. like an ocean fish, but yeah, they they fight really well. But yeah, there's nice. a lot of bass competitions up at Lake Erie. A lot of the big sportsmen come up this way. Yeah, but, I, would, I would need to try that one day. Yeah, yeah. All right. And I need to go ocean on the ocean with you. So let's do that. Heck yeah, man. We need to <laughs> plan a trip to Guatemala. Actually, Guatemala is one of the best, one of the hottest spots for uh, swordfish and mahi mahi. Oh, perfect. I would. Yeah. I, I'd be open to it. All right, man. Let's uh, let's wrap up. I got a couple of questions, then we'll get you on your way. So, uh, what's the best advice you've ever received? Put yourself against the wall and don't wait for somebody to do it for you, you know? Uh, and that's something that um, is really what been helping me to move forward, you know? I believe a lot of people, because, you know, I, love, I hear a lot of people always talking about procrastination. I think that's bullshit. That's excuses, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it is. So you do the, the, you do the work or you don't do it. That's, it's that simple. 
But I think a lot of people procrastinate and a lot of people don't get a lot of stuff done because you allow yourself to have a lot of options, you know? But when you remove all those options, when you have only one option and, 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 and there's nothing else you can do, you just have to find a way to do it. That's when you start growing. That's when you start finding solutions to whatever problems you have to, to, uh, to fix. That's pretty much how I got here, you know, like to this point where now I'm now an entrepreneur, I have a couple of business going on. Uh, for me, when I put myself against that wall is when I left Guatemala, you know, because I, I moved here like bought one one way ticket and never looked back. And it's like, there's no option. You know, you don't go back. <laughs> there's no second chance. There's no like if you mess things up, you're going to you can buy a flight ticket and go back and, 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 and ask for forgiveness. I like, know there's no option. And that's what really got me through this journey uh, of the way up to this point, man. Like it puts you back against the wall. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I'm, I, that's such a great story. I mean, it, that's just cr so crazy that, you know, you got nothing. And I have a, have a buddy of mine that uh, wrestled for the Soviet Union. And when I was in college, he, uh, he defected in the early 90s. Same thing, man. He didn't, he didn't know any English. Not at all. He just uh, was supposed to leave the next day. And he told it through an interpreter, I'm not going back. So had this duffel bag. That was it. And, yeah. a, and a skill because he was a world-class wrestler and a, and a skill and now he's a super successful businessman lives in a huge mansion he's got four kids uh, i mean just super successful but he didn't he, he didn't have anything that's what's so yeah, frustrating man. about people to saying that they they can't be successful in the united states it's just like because you know they don't understand what what's what's happening on the outside i don't know somebody told me recently that i think uh, the, 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 the percentage of people that become millionaires in the U.S. usually, I mean, uh, is higher for uh, foreign people than actually Native Americans, you know, because, I mean, I, I don't understand, man. That's what everything, everything that we see going on right now, the reason why it really pisses me off is because a lot of people have no clue what it is to live in, a, in countries where all these people are trying, like all the system that they're trying to implement in the U.S. and all that crap that they're doing, man, it's like, you don't get it, you know. You, you you guys don't you guys don't get it, and you don't get this also, man. That yeah, there's entrepreneurs in the world, you know, in other countries, but there's not as spirit of entrepreneurship as strong as the spirit of entrepreneurship in the U.S. You know, you don't have opportunity like the ones that you have here. You know, it is crazy because I always I always stop, man, and I always look around me and what people is doing, and and when I see and read books and all that stuff, it's like. Literally, you can have uh, whatever, you know, like you can make millions out of whatever, <laughs> you yeah, know, like right, whatever yeah. idea you have in your mind, you can just go ahead and do it. Nothing is stop. Nothing stops you. Uh, you just have to do You just pretty much have to do the work, man. That's how I started this company, the, 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 the beer products, you know, like I haven't. The only money that I have invested in this stuff is less than three thousand dollars for the first batch of inventory that I bought, you know. And it cost me less than a hundred dollars to run this business right now organically. <laughs> so don't tell me that you cannot do this this stuff. You know, don't yeah, tell yeah, me that yeah. you cannot start a business with 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 uh, no money because I literally started. Actually, I started it without money. You know, I was paying only the thirty nine dollars a month for the Shopify because that's how they charge you. It's thirty nine dollars, forty bucks a month to start a Shopify store. And if you do drop shipping, you don't have to put any money up front. 
So don't tell me you cannot start a business. You know, don't tell you me. Spend that, forty whatever. bucks on a pizza. Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. You know, you spend more than that on a on a monthly basis on food or your freaking Starbucks. Where you to go to Starbucks and take a picture of you trying to act like you're an entrepreneur? You're nobody, man. You know, like you have to do the work. So, uh, yeah. I, I, people don't don't get it, man. You know, so. And, I, and, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity because when I moved here, man, all I had was 500 bucks in my bucket and um, I blew it, almost all of it the first night in a fucking strip club in Virginia Beach. <laughs> that's how stupid I was, you know? And, uh, but now I'm here, man, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for this journey. I like you're crushing it. You're crushing it. I'm proud life. of you, man. You're doing amazing things and you're an inspiration for sure. So last question, Thanks, we'll brother. get out of here. Uh, how do you want to be remembered? Like um, someone who did the work and never gave up. I can like, see that for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that simple. That's that's what, like that guy never. He did the work until the until his last breath. You know. Yeah. Well, man, I really appreciate you taking the time, and I know. Uh, tell the listeners about your podcast. You got a real successful podcast going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. I actually just rebranded it a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I used to call it the Brewer and Business Show because it was to help the the, 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 the crappy industry. But now we just uh, rebranded it. And it's called the Chronicles of a Modern Beast. And uh, it's all about uh, stories of entrepreneurship, success stories and all that stuff. But we are actually digging a little bit deeper uh, in those stories, you know, like really into like uh, what was that thought process that was going through your mind or the, the, the little, the, the step-by-step -step of the process that took you from being in nobody into you became someone or started a business and all that stuff. Because yeah, we talk about like, oh yeah, I came from here and I went through all this, but nobody gets into the details. So my goal with this podcast is to get into those details because man, I've been there, you know, sometimes it's like, I have these ideas, you have all these thoughts, you're fighting uh, your own thoughts and, and you don't know how to battle this and somebody probably already did, you know, and they can get those answers out of their mind. I think that will, that will help people. So, yeah. So check that one out. I know it's uh, what is you're in the top hundred in the world, aren't you right now or something like that? Uh, in the entrepreneurship category here in the U S in the U S yeah. That's, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. So man. check that one out. Um, all right, we're going to wrap up, guys. Hey, remember, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Make it a good one.